0: phone on i'm putting it on amen put it on and i'm turning it on watch this i'm turning it on and i got a green light hello wow that's because the battery's in now all right proverbs chapter 27 verse 3 it says for as he thinketh in his heart so is he we're just reading a portion of as he think for as he thinketh in his heart so is he Luke chapter 6, verse 45, if you want to turn to it, says, A good man out of, the, out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. And remember it said, For as, a, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he, and now the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. So whatever's in our hearts, that's who we are, that's what we become, and watch this, what we are really inside of us is eventually going to come out of us. So let's have a word of prayer and we'll get started. Father, I pray that you bless, Lord Jesus, please guide my mind, my thoughts, and and Lord, I pray that you'd bless here tonight, and thank you for those that have come tonight. Lord, I pray that this would be a help, an encouragement, a blessing to them, Lord, I pray that the Word of God would become real to us, and that the truths of the Word of God would change us, and Holy Spirit of God, that we would be yielded to Thee, and that we would seek you and desire your wisdom, your guidance, your direction, and your power, in all that we do, so Spirit of God, I yield myself to Thee, and ask you, please, wrap your arms around this place and, and as a mighty hedge of protection, turn back the evil one, and Lord, I pray that you 'd move in this place here tonight, we need you so desperately, so really in Jesus' name, amen. I, I, what I want to do, and I, and I want you now to go to Philippians chapter 3, Philippians chapter 3, uh, where we're going to be turning to again. But if we're going to, uh, what we're going to be talk, talking about tonight is just having the right spirit. And uh, and I've done this in a smaller a smaller group, and I've done this all over the country, uh, this, this little talk here. But but uh, you know it's so it's so hard, honestly, in the world that we live in. There's so much negative that's bombarding us. There's so much negative in the news. So much negative that just it comes and comes. It floods and and, and honestly, from each other. We you know you just, well. If you want to know, ask somebody how they feel. Okay. <laughs> I ask him how you doing today, and and uh, truth is you're probably going to find out, and it's probably not going to be good. And so uh, there's a lot that affects our minds, and I want to I want to help us tonight uh, to have the right spirit, a positive spirit, an excited spirit, an enthusiastic spirit. And let me tell you, I, I'm preaching to me tonight because honestly, just straightforward, the the last you know month or so has been it's been really hard. On my spirit, it's been really hard to reach down and define that positive spirit, that encouraging spirit, uh, as as it just seems like you just kind of get get kind of getting nailed and kind of getting beaten on. And so, Philippians chapter three, verse thirteen. If you look at Philippians three, thirteen, it says, "Brethren." I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, number one, the first thing we got to do is we got to understand and apply this this verse. If we're going to have the right spirit, the right attitude, listen to me, whatever is behind us is behind us and forget those things that are behind You can't change yesterday, you can't even change earlier today, you can't even change five minutes ago. And I can't change the fact that my wife took my Bible. I can't change that. I can't go back and and renew that. No, the fact is, we can't, there's a lot of things in life we'd like to do differently, but watch this, we can't. We can't go back and change, we can change the future, but we can't change the past. And so, look, quit letting the past beat you up. Quit letting the past t- tear you down. And watch this. The worst thing that you can do today is worry about yesterday. The worst thing you can do today is worry about what you did last night. Listen, to, if you do that, if you let that, that negative bombard your mind, let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to create a bad day today. The more you dwell on yesterday, the more you dwell on last night, the more you dwell on last week, What's going to do is it's going to affect you right now. It's going to hurt you right now. So it's got, you has got to let it go. you got to let it go. I, I bet, I've told you, I'll be honest with you, you know, the last month has not been my greatest month. It's not been my greatest time. I, I, I told, I think it was Amy and John, that before they went out of town, I was sitting there, I was talking to them one day, and I said, you know what, this is the first day in about a month where I didn't wake up tired. I really, I mean, it was the first day, about three or four days ago, it was the first day in a, in a month or so where I just didn't wake up more tired than I went to bed. It's because I was fighting a war all night long. I was fighting battles all night long. And when I wake up, I couldn't go back to sleep. And it just struggles all night long. And, and so the, the, the truth is, is that, that you, you've got to know, what I have to do is I've got to say, you know, that month... It's gone. I, I'm never going to change it. I can't go back and relive it. I can't go back and do things differently. I can't go back and and and, and say things that I wish I could have said and done. I can't do it. So you know what I got to do? I got to forget those things that are behind. And you know what I got to do? I got to press toward the mark of the high calling of the ground in Christ Jesus. I just got to press toward the mark. I got to keep going for God. Yeah. Folks, I I I have not real talented, and I'm not real capable of a lot of stuff. But but I'm telling you this: I started out in this. A lot of people said when I left here in 1982 to go to Bible college, it wouldn't last. Well, it's lasted to to 2017. Because listen, I can't I can't worry about yesterday. I, but I'm gonna focus on I'm going toward tomorrow. Now we got to stop listening to the lies of the devil. We are forgiven. Our sins have been washed away eternally. That's, and look, sins of the past, they're forgiven. And, and, and even sins of, of today can be forgiven if we'll ask God to forgive us. And those things are gone. Gone, gone, gone. Yes, my sins are gone. Our daily sins can be and will be washed away when we confess our sins. And God's given us a plan. He said, don't, don't get beat up and don't get torn down. Confess them. Get rid of them. They're cleansed. They're gone. Now, watch this now. just That is not saying, hey, I admit I sinned and then going right back to the sin. I don't mean, you know, right now, I, oh, Lord, I'm sorry I cussed and, and blankety blank. No, that, that's not right. Okay, that's not, the, that's not the way to do it. You thought I was going to cuss, didn't you? The, um, that's, not the way, that's not what God's talking about. He's talking about when you look at it and say, God, I am wrong and you're right. And watch this, I shouldn't have done that and, and God help me be my witness, so I'm not going to do it again. You say, what happens if I do it again? Then confess it and tell them you're not going to do it again. But, but the fact is, is you've got to be trying not to do it again i said this before, but guilt is from Satan, conviction is from God. And I want, I want you to get that. The Holy Spirit will convict you of sin, but once you've been convicted of sin and you confess that sin, if you are feeling guilty about that sin, let me tell you who that is. That's Satan. Because he's bringing up something that God doesn't even remember. You get that? In sight of God, it's gone, 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 gone. Yes, my sins are gone. It's in the buried in the deepest sea. It's not part of me anymore. It's gone. God chooses not to remember it anymore. God chooses not to remember it anymore. That so, who's bringing it up to you? Satan is. So, all right, now. Number two, if we're going to have the right spirit, right attitude, the future needs to be lived for God with this life, and with this life comes joy and happiness. So Proverbs 1620 says this He that handleth the matter wisely shall find good, and whoso trust in the Lord, happy is he. You wanna have a right spirit, right attitude? Is look, okay, I messed up yesterday. I confessed this yesterday, I've gotten this cleansed yesterday. That means I'm living for today, and watch what God says do. He that handles the matter shall find good. God says, today, do it right. Handle it right. You know, look, if the past, if you mess up in the past, why don't you learn from the past? That's what I was trying to say this morning. If, if I know if I go a certain place that I'm going to mess up, then I don't go there. You know, I, I went uh, five years after I, after I got saved, I went five years without touching any kind of a ball. I mean, this is a guy that played five sports, my senior year in high school, and when I got out i play, went to college, I played in everything you could, every kind of game that I could get into, everything, but then I got saved. And one day uh, my brother called me, and I've told the story, but one day my brother called me. And it was on a Sunday afternoon. I, I'm in church now, barely in church, but I'm in church. He called me, and he said, hey, Rob, I, we need a defensive end to play in our flag football league here in Memphis. And that league was made up of a bunch of guys who played football for Arkansas State and played football for, uh, down in Ole Miss and Southern Miss, and they played uh, uh, for Memphis State. And they would all drive up and play in this incredibly intense flag football league. And so my brother called me and he said, we need a defensive end. And that's what I played was defensive end. I said, okay, I'll be there. And and, and I I drove out there and and I'm going to play the game. I'm in the middle of that game and and it's pretty intense. It's pretty, pretty, pretty much. I mean, it's going pretty wild. I'm out here. Now watch this now. I'm saved. I'm in church and I'm wearing a jersey. It says Clark's bar. Okay. So number one, I'm already, you know, I'm not heading the right direction. But we got, we have a. They go on a on a sweep. My brother's playing cornerback. I'm playing defensive end. I'm defensive end over here. They sweep around the left, the left end. My brother comes up to turn out, and a guy comes blocking, and he comes around and he throws an elbow in the back of my brother's head. I snapped. I never even slowed up. I hit the guy that hit that, that that had hit my brother. I forgot about the runner, didn't care about anybody else. I hit him. I drove him all the way into the bleachers. I mean, off the field into the bleachers, and I'm on top of him pounding him. And while I'm on top of him pounding him, every word that can't be said is coming out of my mouth. And somebody grabbed me. And man, I thought, you know, you know his teammates are going to try to stop me. And I slung him around. It was my brother. And he grabbed me. And he started screaming in my face, are you crazy, man? Are you crazy? Yeah, I was. Because you are crazy when you lose it like that. But see, my brother, I could have sent him to hell by the way I acted. But he that handles the matter wisely shall find good. And you know what I decided? At that stage in my life, I can't play ball. It was too much a part of me. Because most people play ball to enjoy. I play ball to win. I never cheat, but I will kill you. Do you understand? They used to make fun of me when we play basketball because they say, hey, man, you play basketball the same way you play football. You just see a hole and go for it. Yeah, that's right, brother. And anybody in my way, just look out. You may end up you know, in, in the wall someplace because that's just the way. I mean, we're going to do it. Five years, wouldn't touch a ball. You know why? If I had, I may have sent somebody else to hell. Now, the future needs to be lived for God. So we forget the past, we live the future. We live the present, we live the future. And we've got to handle that matter wisely. And God said, Whoso trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Uh, <clears throat> Psalm 51.10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit with me. God's spirit and God's attitude is available to us as we desire to live for him according to his word. That's what he says is, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. Number three, I want you to go to Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 8. Look at Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 8. And I'm going to just give you really quickly a procedure that's found in Philippians 4, 4 through 8, it's something that I have to use to try to correct my spirit, try to get me back where I'm supposed to be, try to have the right attitude, the right spirit. And and, and, and honestly, sometimes I'm like you, sometimes that's a struggle. Sometimes it's a struggle. But, But here's this, verse 4, verse 4, here's the little formula that God gives us to have the right kind of spirit. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. You know, rejoice is in reality joy and joy again. So God is saying rejoice, which means to joy and joy again. And then He said, a Lord, always. So He's saying joy and joy again and keep on joying and joying again. And then He said, and again I say rejoice. So He's saying just look, God's saying just joy and joy and joy and joy. What God's saying is look for something to have joy in. He's saying, look, you're saved on your way to heaven. Amen? So you ought to have joy. He's saying that you're, you're alive and breathing. And, and look, you, right here tonight, you ought to be happy. You ought to have some joy that you're Amen. around a bunch of people that love each other. Amen. Everybody comes here tells me it's the most loving church they've ever been to. And, and why is that? That's a wonderful thing. That's a great place to be. This is exciting to come and be loved. Amen. Can somebody smile at me right now? You know, always always say this, man, the most loving church, except to me. You know, you're not loving me right now. Do you love me, Jessica? <laughs> of course. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, relax. Kobe, yes, you're a lost cause. Then in. No. <laughs> it, it, look, so God said, look, rejoice, rejoice. Anybody got anything to rejoice about? Anything? Do you, Jesse, do you have something to rejoice about? Well, tell me? what is it? Amen. come church he is just Come on, yes. Hey, anybody else got something to rejoice about? Yes, Brother Kenzie. And it's not because your wife's not here, right? No. Go ahead. No, it's not No. Amen. Amen. I saw a hand back there. Yes, sir. Now, everything didn't come back normal on you. I know that. <laughs> Your throat might have come back normal, but everything didn't come back normal. Amen. You know, we got a lot to rejoice about. We do. We do. We got a lot to rejoice. And and look, before you leave here tonight, tell somebody something good. Tell them something. Tell them Y'all didn't remember that one, did you? (laughs) Ah, Brother Foster, I know what you've been listening to. (laughs) All right. Now, look, it says, verse 5, it says, Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Moderation means you're calm, your patience you're in control. You know why we struggle with our attitude? It's because we're out of control. And God says, let your moderation, He said, let your calmness, your patience, your control be known unto all men. You know what that means? That means even driving down the road, you're supposed to let your moderation be known to all men. I'm preaching to myself now. But you're supposed to let your moderation be known to all men. I was was driving, trying to get to church today, and a guy's pulling a trailer. And on his trailer, a cushion flew out of the trailer, and it's in the middle of the road. Now watch this. There's two of them in the the truck. My thought is, stop the truck, run back, get the cushion, and throw it back in the trailer. No, he's backing up in the road, and he can't back a trailer up. (laughs) Trailer's going on both sides, of the road back and forth, backing up to get to the cushion. I don't need a cushion that bad. You say, well, you, you have moderation? I did. I had moderation. I had moderation. It says the Lord is at moderation. Why, why do we need to make sure that we really stay under control? Notice what he says. Look, he says, let your moderation be known unto all men. Watch this. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is at hand. Basically, what he's saying, he's saying God's watching you. He's saying God is everywhere, and he knows what you're doing, and he sees what you're doing. Folks, he sees what you're doing. When you get upset and angry, even though your window's rolled up, he still sees what you're doing. He's near. He's always near. Even when we're in conflict, he's still near. You, look, the, I, I was once frustrated with someone about something, and, and watch this, watch this. This is what, I, I even hate to tell this one, but I was frustrated with somebody, and I, and I called them, and then I didn't get through to them, and I was frustrated with them, so I started griping about them. One problem was I never hung up on phone. So it was on their voicemail. Yeah, but Anna forgave me anyway. So, cause she don't know how to check her voicemail. <laughs> now, now it is like this. Most of us watch this. Most of us will not fight while somebody is watching. Did you know that? Most married couples. Now, I, I, I used to say no married couple is going to fight, well, but then I, I learned there's some that will. There's some that just don't care. You know, but most of us are not going to fight while well somebody's watching. And, and, and watch this. We, we come driving up to church, and we've been arguing all the way to church. Ain't that right, Danny? I see it on your head been arguing all the way to church it's just like and we're driving to church parking lot and there's preacher greeting you and you go hey preacher god bless you, brother isn't it a wonderful day like like nobody knows god does hey even if you don't have a sunroof he can still see him but that's what we do. We just, we, we, the reason we act that way is because we don't think we're going to get caught at it. We don't think anybody's watching. But watch this. Somebody, in, it says, the Lord is at hand. He sees what's going on. And he said, look, don't be that way. Stay in moderation. Stay under control. And I, again, I, I'm being as honest as I can. This is stuff I have to really work on. Hush, Jabeth. This is stuff I have to really work on. Thank you for smiling, Brooke. She grew up with me, so she, she knows that every once in a while I had a little struggle here. But the Now, verse 6, it says, be careful for nothing. Careful, anxious about nothing. God says, look, he just gives us this little pattern. He said, just, just joy, rejoice. And stay under control when trials and stuff come and when issues come. Stay under control. Let your moderation be known. He said, because, you know, look, let me just help you because I'm watching you. And then, he's, and then he says, be careful for nothing. Basically, don't be anxious and nervous and all upset. What should I do when I feel anxious, nervous, frustrated, and fearful? The way we, way, we feel this, uh, this way often when we struggle wanting to change in an unchangeable situation. This is when we feel this way. There's something that, that, that we can't change, but we want it changed. There's something we want it to be different, but we can't make it different. And what happens is, is that we get anxious, we get nervous, we get frustrated, we get angry. And God says, under here, he says, be careful for nothing. He says, don't let anything get you in that attitude. Amen. Folks, if you can't change it, watch this. Give it to God. Amen. And can I tell you, you say, what, what kind of issue are you talking about? Anytime you're upset about somebody else's actions, you can't change them. You can, only, you can only change how you deal with it. You can either let it get you upset, nervous, excited, frustrated, whatever, or and realize this, you want them changed. I, I, that's why I am. You know, my wife will tell you the thing that frustrates me more than anything in my life is unchangeable situations, and I've had to learn to try to let that go and let God have it. I don't like loose ends. I, I hate un, things not tied up. I hate things not connected and, and, and finished. I, I just it drives me nuts. And, and look, I, I, I don't like situations where, where people are doing and saying things that this just should not be, and especially if there's an injustice. My wife will tell me all the time, Rob, you've got a really strong sense of justice. I just, I want things to be just and right. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? But watch this, I can't make that happen. I've got to let God happen. I can't change this. I I about, about got to the point during these elections about putting a gun to my head. Because I wanted things changed. Uh, right now, I just, I, I want, look, I want God to take every liar out of government, which means every one of them will be gone. Politicians, my daddy, he described them this way. He said, son, do you know how you know when they're lying? I said, well, how, dad? He said, when their mouths are moving. And so, you don't like that, huh? You can't change it. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> you know, what God says to do, he says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. God says, when you can't change it, take it to him. Amen. Because watch this, he can change it. Amen. Now, he's not going to take away a person's will, but He, if, if it can be changed, he can bring conviction on them, he can bring trials, on, he can do all kinds of things. But let me just tell you, you've got to give it to God. Spend time with the Lord. Verse 7 says, And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Now, that, when, we, when we're about to lose our minds, if we, if we don't follow this procedure, we're, we're in time, where we're just about to lose our sanity, God says, No, you don't even have to be that way. If you follow my little procedure, you can have the peace of God. Amen. He says, Everything Pray and beg God while thanking God for his grace, his mercy, his patience, his goodness with us and to us and for us. Praising and thanking God brings peace to our spirit. You know, what? If, if we just take a little while tonight and praise and thank God for everything, I'm, I'm telling you, you'll feel better. I don't care what you're going through, you'll feel better. And result is the peace of God which passes human understanding uh, and it'll keep your, or, or, or that word keep means protect your heart and your mind. It uh, will protect your heart and your mind from the confusion for God is not the author of confusion It will protect your heart and mind from fear for God has not given us the spirit of fear and that's what overwhelms us. We get this confusion because we're in anger and because we've not followed God's procedure and, and we've not rejoiced and, and we've not given it over to God and, and, we've, and we're we fighting To change unchangeable situations, so now we're in fear and now we're in confusion and now we're in anger. And God said, It doesn't have to be that way. If we'll just follow God's procedure, the result is a spirit of peace, a peace beyond human creation and a peace beyond human understanding. Following this procedure, this formula brings us to a positive, joy filled heart of peace. And then I want you to look at verse 8. Verse 8 is how we sustain it. God says these first verses will give us the the pattern how to get it. And then verse 8 tells us how to sustain it on a daily, moment-by-moment basis. Look what it says. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are of, it are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. You understand what God said? He said, if you want to keep this peace that I've just showed you how to get, here's how you keep it. Think positive. Amen. Now, this is not power of positive thinking. This is the power of God thinking. He says, whatsoever things are true, that would eliminate about 99% of the news. Whatsoever things are honest, that would eliminate all of the news. Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, good report. Wouldn't it be an amazing thing if we could just, you know, you could go to, to uh, you know, any news organization, and, and turn it on, and they had an hour of good reports. Wouldn't that be incredible? But here's what God says: Do. He says that's what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be thinking on those things. Only on those things that are a good report. Good things. He says, if there any virtue or any praise. Think on these things. God's just saying, think on good things. Look, folks, there's enough negative that's going to come to us that we're going to get blindsided with. We don't need to bring it into our own lives. We don't need to be dwelling on it. We don't need to be thinking about it. Think on good things. God's good, amen? Amen. Think on God. Salvation is wonderful. Praise the Lord. We've got an eternity waiting on us. That's a good thing. Hey, we really we do live in America, and if you, if you ever travel outside, you'll find out how good it is to live here. As negative as it is, it, it, it it's really wonderful to live here. We we eat pretty good. It's pretty obvious. None of us are hurting real bad. We, we, we drive nice vehicles, we have nice things, we, we have it really, really good. Even if your car broke down today, you still got it really good. But Philippians 9 basically says, none of this is going to help us if we don't do it. Look at Philippians 9. He says, those things which, which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. You know what he's saying here? Like he, he, he said, I just showed you how to get the right spirit. I showed you how to keep the right spirit. But he said, look, look now. He said, everything that I just taught you, everything you just received from me, everything you just heard from me, do it. Folks, what I'm preaching tonight will do you a bit of good if you walk out of here or even before you get out of here if you start into everything that's negative and bad. If you start dwelling on everything that could go wrong. You know, if, if you just, in your mind, what can go wrong will go wrong. If you just live by Murphy's Law and you just know that, that it's going to, oh, you know, I don't care how good it's going. That just means something's about to happen. Well, I understand on, after every mountaintop there is a valley, but, but look, folks, don't ruin the mountaintop looking for the valley. But God's saying, he's saying, look, I just told you how to have a right spirit. I gave you the formula for it. And he said, I I, I put it right down here in simple points. And then I told you how to keep it once you get it. He said, but watch this. It won't do you a bit of good unless you do it. You know, what? when I I read that, I think, Lord, the Lord knows how a preacher's heart is. Because we preach this stuff, and we think, if you just do it, knowing that you're going to walk out, there ain't nobody going to do it. It's so discouraging. I'm going to get negative here now. All right. He said, do what I just told you, and the God of peace will be with you. Look at what he says here. He he said, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Amen. Boy, you say, man, I just, I just want to have God. And I told you, seek God and you want to know God. And God says, here you go. Here you go. If you'll just do what I told you, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. Basically, it comes down to will each of us commit to, to the right spirit? for our homes, for our church, for our own lives, for our marriages. We've got to have the right spirit. It's just something we've got to. And, and look, I'm telling you, the old devil will try to creep in with his lies. He'll try to sneak in. He'll try to bring in negative thoughts instead of rejoicing. He'll try to bring in condemnation and, and worry instead of moderation. He's going to try to get you all stirred up with thoughts that you don't need to have I, I the great weapon of Satan is our is his our minds is he tries to get to our head that's really what he does and God says I've just given you a little pattern here how you can have the right spirit the right attitude so if you're struggling tonight and 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 I've, I've been honest with you tonight I've told you that that last month's soul was a real struggle for me. It was a real struggle for me. And it's, and, and, and I'm trying, I, I'll be honest, I'm not 100% out of it, but, but I'm coming out of it. I'm coming out of it because I, I know that I've got to, and I know that I've, I've got to fight the negative thoughts, and I've got to fight uh, the worry and the, and the conflict in my mind. I've got to fight those issues. I've got, to, I've got to have God's strength. I've got to turn it over to God because I need the peace that only He can give. And the peace of God passeth understanding. And I need that. But I can't believe I'm the only guy that goes through this battle. I just can't believe that I'm the only person in here that fights this battle. So I've tried to give you a little remedy or a little formula how we can fight it together. Amen? Amen. Father, I pray that you bless tonight. Lord Jesus, may we come to you in simple childlike faith. And Lord, just pour out our heart to you. Lord, would you help us? Even if we're struggling to thinking of the good things that we can rejoice about, Lord, just remind us of all the goodness. The wonder of this life the joy that we have before us lord help us to have that moderation that you want us to have help us to sincerely turn these things over to you because lord we we can't change the unchangeable so we we've got to to keep the right spirit we've got to give it to you this is in your hands and father i pray that you might help us once we start in that journey of of the peace of our hearts and that that joy in our hearts that lord that we could just find how good it is just to think on the good things your god please bless now as we have this little time together with you as we maybe come to the altar and pray as let's just stand and, and and take a few moments in prayer and and just tell the Lord that maybe you want to just take a few moments and praise Him for the good things in your life. That, that would change your spirit if you just praised Him for a few moments. As she plays, and the altar yours. If you might like to come.